is up, party people? It's your boys, Brad and Skyler. What up, guys? Skyler, if you had to have an actor play you in a movie, who would it be? Who would play you? Who would play the role of Skyler? Ryan Gosling. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, you know, he's a pretty good looking guy. So I just, it's just funny. I think he most captures who I am as a person. Got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you know, to each his own. So well, we've got some hot topics to talk about. Yeah, we today. do. So let's dive right in to the first one. Number one. I've got eight ways to be a great sports parent. Yeah. Scott, did you play sports? I did. Big up? part of my childhood. I Me loved too. it. My parents put me in as soon as I could. I think starting in kindergarten, I yes. started actual like, you know, YMCA. I was YMCA kid. Oh. So I was YMCA f- up until middle school when you can have sports in school. But we were like full t-shirt. You know, mm-hmm. everybody had the same t-shirt, just big giant YMCA t-shirt. And it was just a certain mm-hmm. color. Uh, was there one sport that you kind of stuck with or... Did you play a lot of them? Um, yeah, I, tr- I tried to play everything except football. My parents wanted me to wait till middle school, but I played um, baseball and soccer. And soccer was the one that I most consistently played, and basketball as well. But soccer was probably the most consistent one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I played soccer one year, and they never let me be goalie, so I didn't like it. So <laughs> I, I didn't play again. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. well here here's the here's the first one. We got eight ways. Um, to be a great sports parent. Number one, model positive behaviors. Mm. Be a positive role model for your child. Mm. Sports should be an extension of your fam- your familial values and behaviors, not a suspension thereof. Oh boy. Wow. That's, that's challenging. I think that's pretty, like model positive behaviors is like an overarching life theme, not just like sports. Um, but you'd be surprised how parents get Man, at sporting events, yeah. they can they can turn into a different person. Yeah, no, they can. My wife, or uh, we just started putting our boys. They're all on the same team, mm-hmm. and they do it by birth year. So three, all of our boys are born in the same year. Nice. And uh, I, I would have thought that my wife would have been like, you know, a cool old mom, just kind of what else back in the crowd, whatever. No, but she's like. I mean, they're five. They were five, six years old, and she's like, go, go, go. And I'm like, whoa, you're going to have to go stand on the other side of the field, crazy, <laughs> crazy mom over here. She's like yelling at him, just like, just let him have fun. Who cares? I mean, it does feel kind of good when your kid does something. Oh, you almost are just like, you're just like, yeah, that was my kid and your kid, your kid sucks. Mine's better. <laughs> it's just, like, it's so stupid. Uh, I mean, I could see how you could get caught in it, but it's like, you just have to realize like that is so silly. It's like mm-hmm. my five-year-old scored a goal and went on a league with no goalies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really that big of a deal, but you know. Number two, see the future, but enjoy the present. Be a parent who enjoys the now and let the coach be the one who is looking to the later. Leave them alone on the ride home from games. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, wow. I don't know if I'm going to do that. I, I'm actually looking forward to really tough moments. Yeah, like when I just—I mean, I don't want it to happen, but I kind of do. I want it like game on the line. One of my kids has the ball, mm-hmm. and they've got to, you know, get the point or whatever sport they're going to be in. And I want them to mess up and lose, lose <laughs> the game. And then I want that moment to be like, "Hey, look, this is a really big deal to you right now, but outside of this, this doesn't like no one cares." 
you know, it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. it's not going to matter. We're going to walk off the field and it doesn't need to affect your life. Mm-hmm. So my parents, I didn't have anybody that kind of talked to me like that. Like that. So yeah. I, I probably would have not been talked to good after the game, but I feel like those are good moments. Those are such a life teaching moment that you need to take advantage of with your kids Mm -hmm. because they're going to get mad. They're going to get, they're going to like say something mean to another kid or, Mm -hmm. and it's like these, those are great moments. I feel like sports is a great teaching moment. Yeah. Like just, you know, index for kids. Oh yeah. Lots of teaching opportunities for sure. Were your parents crazy on the sideline? Were they? Um, they were pretty reserved, but I remember my mom, if like there was like some, some dirty plays, like some fouls, like on, when I was playing soccer, she would be like, Hey, what's going on? Like Whoa. she was, my dad was more reserved, but, um, my mom, she's very competitive. So I think it was, <laughs> It was hard for her when she saw something unfair to not want to yeah. give her two cents. That's but gonna but be she tough. never got kicked out of a game or anything. That's going to be my wife. I don't think she'll get kicked out, but she is going to be like, it's going to be like, I need you to. Yeah. I, like, we can't sit by each other if you're going to just yell the whole game. <laughs> um, right, number three, encourage risk taking and find joy in the effort. Competing leads to winning and losing. Thus, competing is inherently risky. Don't downplay the importance and challenge of risk taking by saying, great job out there. Maybe you'll get it next time. That's vague encouragement and not helpful to an athlete's development. Um, That's vague? It's a vague encouragement. So it's not helpful. Great job. You'll, maybe you'll get it next time. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's just truth to me. Yeah. I mean, maybe you will. I mean, would you, you want me to say great job out there? Maybe you won't get it next time. Maybe you will continually lose your whole life. Mm. I don't know. Some people do. <laughs> some people never some people win, man. <laughs> some people are losers. Some people are winners. That's actually a good thing. Like, this isn't really sports related, but anytime my kids are like, oh, you know, he got one, I want one. And it's like, no, not everybody gets the same stuff. So you just need to, you're going to need to like park that idea in your brain, like your whole life, that some people get more things. Mm-hmm. Some people get less things mm-hmm. uh, and it's not up to you how much you get. And so you don't need to be upset at somebody for having more stuff mm-hmm. or look down at somebody for having less stuff. But it's same with sports. It's like some people are really good at sports. It's true. Some people aren't, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, celebrate the competitor above the winner. Mm. The difference between losing and getting beat is in the effort expended during competition. A, com- a, a competitor never loses. They get beat. And getting beat fuels the competitor to improve. Huh. Yeah, I was a competitor, but I didn't have that mindset. Maybe my dad didn't say enough, but Okay. No. But I can see where I can see where they're coming from. When your athlete plays a level above her ability and does well, that effort should be celebrated regardless of the result. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's of course. I want you to try hard. I don't want to waste my money and you, some of these kids in these like five-year-old soccer, I don't even know why we have five-year-old soccer leagues. Some of these kids don't look like they want to be out there. Yeah. And <laughs> some of them don't want to be out there. They don't only, they, literally they don't, don't only not look like they want to be out there, but they actually physically don't want to be out there. Yeah. And I just, it would be like, well, I think it's time. I don't think your kid's going to be into sports. And so, or at least this one, mm-hmm. maybe try something else, maybe something indoors, mm-hmm. you know? 
Join a mathnasium or something. Uh, number five, foster independence by allowing your athlete to take ownership. Autonomy is one of the three key ingredients of long-term athletic success. Goals and expectations are great tools if used properly. However, if your athlete is constantly trying to live up to your expectations, it could lead to her believing your happiness depends on her performance. That's pretty big. Pretty big. This is saying basically take a step back and give your child the room to step forward and claim the sport for herself. Which, yeah, I mean, like, you don't want to, like, force. Yeah. I'm going to force a sport. I think my dad tried to force golf on me. So I played golf as a kid. And then one day I was like, um, this is kind of boring. I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to do this. And he was fine with it, but it was like, I don't know if I ever was like, wanted to. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't want to force my kids to do anything. I mean, really, we're going to be using in our household sports as a, again, as a, like a giant life lesson learner. Like, I'm not expecting scholarship athletes mm-hmm. or professional athletes. And so that's just like, statistically, that's so rare. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to happen. And so let's let's act like it's not going to happen. But e-sports is fun. Like, mm-hmm. we can have fun, but, you know. Yeah. Number six, treat the coach as an ally, not an adversary. If you treat the coach as an adversary, or sorry, an adversary, <laughs> this is my associate's degree coming out, not an adversary. If you treat the coach as an adversary, how do you think your athlete will treat him? You and the coach want the same thing for your athlete to be successful, though you might see different paths to making that happen. Once you know the coach values your child, not just as an athlete, but as a person, then step back and let him or her coach. Yeah. Yeah. My parents never had a problem with that, but I've seen, I feel like you just take your team, take your kid off the team. I mean, if I don't like the coach, I'm, we're going we're, we're done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a different team. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless you're like in a private like league or something and you yeah. can't, then you would just have to like leave the league. I mean, I don't know when coaches, usually coaches are pretty laid back in recreational sports. So yeah, I think so. I never ran into bad ones. At least I had good coaches. In YMCA, it was always someone's parent coached. So it was like, there was mm-hmm. always a coach's kid, mm-hmm. which is the reason why this is, this might be why I don't like baseball. Cause I played baseball one year in YMCA. I think it wouldn't, I think it might've been one of the first sports I might have mm-hmm. played basketball first. And uh, we were in Orlando, and this is like around 97. So this is like the Marlins are doing really well. Let's just mm. say that. Mm-hmm. Florida Marlins at the time. And I was like, obviously our team needs to be the Marlins. I think we were even turquoise. Like our color matched mm-hmm. the Marlins. And the coach's kid was like, no, I want to be angels in the outfield. And the coach was like, okay. So our team name that year was angels in the outfield. Wow, that's, the, a, that's a lengthy name. It was the dumbest name. Yeah, it was a lengthy name. And I was like, I hate this. I hate. I already hate baseball. I hate our name. <laughs> I'm done. As soon as this season was over, I was like, I don't, oh even, I don't even buy a batter glove. I was like, I'm done. This is silly. It takes too long. Number seven, encourage academics. Eventually, all athletes have to one day turn in their jersey and find a new passion. Very few elite athletes play beyond college. And an infant... Tismal number make decent money playing professionally. So yeah, I mean you want to, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think if my kid is like, let's just say my kid is Michael Jordan somehow, 
in college, I'm going to be like, you need to get some degree. Like I, like you need to, you cannot not have a degree. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause I mean, all that stuff, who knows Would they get injured. There's a lot of like potentially really great athletes that just get injured in yeah. high school or college. And then what, I mean, it's like, it's you're, over. You're done. Yeah. I mean, what are they, if they don't have a degree or anything, it's just mm-hmm. hope I, I mean, who knows what they're doing? I don't know. But yeah, I think you need to encourage academics, like even with other things in life. So sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one here. Just love watching your kids play. Sports goes by way too quickly. So enjoy every moment. Do so by simply saying, I love watching you play. It changes everything. If you have given your best and you can say to yourself, I have done what I can while maintaining sanity, health, and the well-being of my family and relationships, then by all means, you are a successful sports parent. Mm. It's true. Are you going to try to put your daughter in sports? Is there a sport that you're like lining up? Hmm. Um, I think I would love her. I think I'd love for her Dance. to try, try soccer. Okay. Because I think every kid plays soccer at like age five or six, just like you were saying, like for that. Uh, but I mean, obviously it's her choice. I mean, I, Is I, have, it? I have a 50-50 chance because... Is it her choice at five years old? Well, I just mean a long-term <laughs> pursuit of sports. Yeah, sure. But yeah, I, I have a 50-50 chance because I have a wife that has zero has zero interest the family, ever in the sports. The whole family... Yeah. Although her brother played some volleyball and my wife did a little pole vaulting, yeah, but I don't, track I, would, and field. I don't know if I would <laughs> call that. You know, I mean, it, it I does take athleticism, but it it's, does. it's a different ball game. You it, can't play that. It's growing literally, up. it's not even a ball game. It's a different you game. You don't play that growing up. Yeah, you don't play <laughs> pole vaulting when you're five. <laughs> There's no casual pole vaulting. Yeah, but she does have the school record, so that's yeah, impressive. No big deal. Shout out. She doesn't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah, I like soccer because it's the, maybe the cheapest sport to play. So you, like, even when they're kids, we we didn't even get cleats for them until this year. Mm-hmm. We probably should have had cleats because they, like, I think it's helpful running around in the grass. Yeah, just get cleats. some at Payless. But they like didn't even have bucks. cleats and they played. So we just had to buy, like, you know, crappy shin guards and mm-hmm. had to pay for the uniforms, but that's it. It's like, go run. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't stop running. You need to just, I wanted to be on a team where they never substituted out just so they would be exhausted more. <laughs> but it's fun to watch them play soccer. There is a little part of me that's like whenever they, whenever they score, you know, like eight goals in a game or something, I'm just like, yes. It's awesome. Your kid sucks and mine's awesome. <laughs> but I don't ever say it. You just think I just it. think it in my head. I'm just like, yeah, he is pretty awesome and you, your kid does actually suck at soccer. So, <laughs> but it's like, who cares, man? Who cares? All right, next topic. Number two. Skylar, I've got some tips for parents. Four ways to help your child in music. Mm, music. How are you in music? Do you, do you have a instrument I, that you play or? Uh, I do not have a current instrument that I played. I did play the trumpet for a bit in middle school. Okay, wow. It was short-lived, though. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. But yeah, I was not musically gifted and figured that out pretty quickly after middle school. Yeah. You can dance, so that's, that's a, <laughs> you know, if you had to be musical or dance, if I had to choose one, I would, I think it's 
more valuable to be able to dance. It as is an adult. in social settings. Yeah. Um, I put my parents put me in piano lessons as a kid. Really? Didn't like them. I did not know that. But learn the piano. And, but then I was just eventually just like, eh, I don't want to play piano anymore. It's kind of boring. It might have been my teacher. I my think it's all about teachers. Too. You just got to find a great teacher. Shout out to the teachers out there. Mm. Can you play a song still on the piano? Yeah, I can play. That's awesome. I can play stuff. I mean, I can't like, I, I couldn't read sheet music right now, but if you gave me chords, I could play a song. I'd like to see you play the piano soon. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess we don't really have one laying around, so you don't you ever should have one in your living room. Um, but I played drums in high school in an emo band. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Killing Cupid from Orlando, Florida. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I got a drum set. Uh, my parents somehow, somehow bought me a drum set, which um, looking back now, that is maybe the worst instrument to buy your kid. Mm-hmm. Even if you are a drummer, um, and if you're a drummer, let us know. Slide in our DMs and tell me how much you paid for your first drum set and mm-hmm. the ongoing expenses because that's what I didn't know about. Like drum heads, little part that you hit of the drum on mm-hmm. the front and the back, like you have to replace those. Mm-hmm. Those are like twenty dollars each for like not good ones, Dang. and you break a cymbal, that's like a couple hundred dollars. Shoot, that's so an investment. Like if I break a cymbal and I need to replace my heads, I'm looking at two hundred. I'm looking at three hundred dollars. You know, it's just like just buy an acoustic guitar. Yeah, just buy an acoustic guitar, people. That's all your kid needs, unless you have a piano. I do think it, it is really cool when people can't play piano because occasionally. You know, you'll be in a scenario where there's a lot of people and there's a piano and then somebody walks up, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, and it would be like me playing and you're like, oh, you can kind of play piano. I'm like, no, not really. I can't. And then somebody will be like, can I try? And you're like, yeah, I mean, go ahead. And they're like phenomenal. <laughs> and it's like all the girls are like, oh my gosh, you can play piano. I'm like, yeah, so he can play better than me, but like I can you know, there's play one, chords. There's one in the in the union at the University of North Texas. And so people would just be playing as people were oh, walking yeah. by to class. There's some really talented There's no like people. reservation. It's just walk up to it. It's just there. Like Wow. It's probably a little scary at UNT, which is like a big yeah. music school. I, I wouldn't I would not do that. I'm people would laugh at the way I would play piano. <laughs> um okay, number one, help your child create a special music area. This could be an extra room or their own room. Include mm. items such as a music stand, a metronome. Mm-hmm. These, that's stupid. You don't need to get them a music stand or metronome. Slow down. I'm thinking like my kids age, five, six years old. I don't think they need They're not ready for that. that. A place to keep their instruction books. Also an audio source such as an iPod or CD. No. Their space should be a place where they can play uninterrupted away from... Okay, maybe this is older. Older mm-hmm. kids here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if your kid plays violin, which ugh, I hope my kids don't. Uh, that the first few years probably isn't fun to listen to. I mean, so I would try to yeah. just go play in the backyard or something. Yeah, but yeah, I think having an area where they can kind of jam out, mm-hmm. do their own thing, especially if you got like a really cool parents and you got the garage, you yeah. come over and you can just jam with your. What friends. if your boys did a trio band, garage Oof. band? Yeah, I don't. That would be insane. I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't. It's like you know, I'm gonna support them. I could do screamo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We were an emo band, so we were. I mean, we won battle bands, so it's not a big deal. Okay, regionals, Orlando, Florida. (laughs) 
<laughs> Early 2000s. Number two, understand that interest equals practice and not necessarily the other way around. You obviously want your child to practice as much as his or her teacher does, but neither the teacher nor you as the parent can truly force the student to do this while also expecting so them to find enjoyment in playing music. The student must develop an intrinsic motivation to do this. So accurate. Yeah, I mean, you, you do not want to force. That's why I knew I was out. Like, I had no desire to play outside of the required Were you in time. a... You were in band or something? In yeah, I was, I was in band in seventh so and eighth grade. So you had to choose an instrument. Sixth and seventh, yeah. I selected. Did you have a recital? Or? Yeah, we had a uh, wow. we, we had a regional recital, and then there were Did also tryouts to, to determine which band you were in. Um, I, for, for the uh, initial time in sixth grade, I think we just wore polos. We didn't dress up. And which, nice. which team did you make it on? Um, well, when I got in seventh grade, I actually made the top band, Wind Ensemble. Whoa. Yeah. Con- that, that was Concerts, Symphony, and Wind Ensemble. Um, concerts, the worst. Symphony's middle. Wind Ensemble's okay. the best. Is I, that how it is in like the professional world too? Like if I hear, oh, you're a Wind Ensemble pianist? I could not tell you. Okay. But, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a desire to play my instrument outside of the requirement, so... Yeah. This is saying like if you're when they're practicing, peek in once or twice as more of a fan or audience member. Show interest and ask open ended questions about what they're doing. Like, wow, that sounded really cool. How are you making that sound? Or can you show me how to hold the instrument? That's that's good. And then you're switching the roles. Because mm-hmm. what you're doing is the students now becoming the teacher. That's so critical. And it's strength it's strength and if you can teach something, then that means you know something. They're a leader. That should be in a quote, on a trophy. Uh, Number three, help your child create a fun music library that incorporates the instrument they're playing. Ask your child's teacher for recommendations if you aren't sure. Also, bring them to live concert events that feature a soloist or group playing the instrument. Okay, no, no, I get this. But Mm -hmm. I say take them to concerts. I feel like that's what's going to get them hooked. Oh, yeah. I'm like hearing a a trumpet solo is not going to get a kid... Hooked on trumpet. Unless it's Louis Armstrong. I mean, even if you heard that as a kid, are there kids? I don't know. Are there trumpet trumpeters out there that you heard a trumpet solo and you're like, I want to play the trumpet? Only in jazz music, but I didn't hear it growing up. I just heard of it in like music history classes. What was your first concert? Did your parents take you to a concert? Um, Any country, you know? We didn't. My parents were not big concert people, so okay. I don't have any, except like a church concert. But that okay, that's like but that's like the, you're saying like a church band, or it was like Michael W. Smith toured. It was. Uh, do you remember Carmen? Yeah, yeah. Carmen came you saw to Carmen. A, yeah, he came wow. to a church in my my hometown, and I went wow. with my mom. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> were you guys front row, or uh, your mom was a fan? It sounds like your mom liked Carmen. And your dad didn't want to go, so he's like, just take Skylar. Sure. Uh, That's exactly like that. what happened. <laughs> I was a fan of Carmen, though. He, he'd come out with a movie oh, that yeah. was good. It was some boxing movie. I bet it was movie. entertaining. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I actually ended up sitting with somebody else, though. What? Yeah, there were some of my friends. You went with your mom, but you ditched her. Mm-hmm. Or she, she did. I think she you. was. She was with my si- my sister was there as well. Actually, they you sat know together. what happened? Here's what happened: <laughs> is your dad wanted a night out by himself. He's like, <laughs> I want to go get some wings with the boys. 
why don't you take the kids to the concert? And your mom goes, sure, but she's playing the thing of, I'm actually going to ditch these kids because all my friends are going to the concert at the church. So I'll just bring, yeah, I'll just bring my kids and then, you know, and then you see your friends and you're thinking, oh, I'll just ditch my mom. But really her whole plan was to get with her girlfriends and party hard at a Carmen concert. That could have been it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, last one here, encourage discovery. Allow your child to make his or her own discoveries in music as often as possible. This encourages independence, confidence, and motivation. So many times I see parents come down hard on their kids for not practicing or smothering the child with criticism. Many times with all good intentions. But it's my, int- it's my opinion that this approach isn't best. We want to help them reach their own goals. The discovery in this case may be that music just isn't what interests them, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Your kid may not, he may be like you, Skylar. Yeah. Wasn't a big music fan. I wasn't really like a mm-hmm. big music fan. I, I think I played drums just because I wanted to be in a band. Yeah, that's a different ball game and than like I, music. And then when play. I broke a cymbal, I was like, I'm not playing drums anymore because I can't. And then I found out, oh, you can just, a guitar, guitar strings are $20. Yeah, I'm going to play guitar now. So then I just started playing guitar. Um, Do you play any anymore? Yeah, I have, I have a good, I have a guitar and it's, it sits in my closet, but I don't. You need to play it next time we have a family vacation. Get all the kids around. I used to play it at Christmas when we would sing Christmas songs. That's beautiful. Have you not heard it when we've played Christmas songs? Huh. No. Okay. I used to do that. Mm. That was before kids, though. Mm. Um, but B- yeah, I'm BK not, I'm not like very, kids. you know, you wouldn't be like, whoa, Brad, that is really, really good. But I could, I'm probably better than you think I am. Yeah. So... <laughs> But my dad was like always into country. My dad, would, I would, he would put on country music all the time, and I would be like, "Dad, I don't, this, I don't want to listen." He's like, "No, no, no, you'll like it, you'll get there, one day." And I was like, "Dad, I'm not gonna." And then one day in high school, I was like, "I like country music." Yes. And now I tell people all the time when they're like, "Oh, I don't like it," I'm like, "No, no, no, you'll get there. Just shh, 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 shh. you'll get there. Don't worry about it." You know. Has your wife gotten there yet? Um, she like, she likes more like folky kind of like, you know, it's like, I don't know if Nickel Creek would be considered country. Mm. Um, and she likes some stuff, but I, I, she definitely doesn't like the country music that we, yeah, we like, yeah, you know, like Brian. Oh, I mean, it's sunrise, sunburn, sunset, repeat. It's beautiful. Um, we're gonna take this podcast on the road next time. Next time concerts are a thing, and Luke Bryan's in town. Yes. Skyler ditched me uh, one time. We we had this huge plan to go to a Luke Bryan concert, and he ditched me, and it was super. Uh, honestly, it was more sad than anything because it was I was really looking forward to it, and we were even gonna to try to get our sister in law. I know um, that would have been so go, fun, and we were gonna dress the part. My dad got me tickets to a March Madness game. Whatever, dude. I'm sorry. Whatever, man. See, you're choosing sports over music. <laughs> That's true. You need to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> That's true. You need to be more All right, tell them where they can find us, Skylar. Check us out on Instagram at Two Average Dads Podcast. Uh, feel free to give give us a follow. Uh, maybe send us a message if you have anything you want us to talk about. Um, we are open ears. We're yeah. all ears. Our DMs are open for you to slide into. They are. Um, also, you can if you have any questions just in life and you just want some advice from us on maybe it's about emo bands or country music you can give us an email at twoaveragedads at gmail.com and we would be so surprisingly 
shocked that you would send us a message. But you'll be featured on the podcast, 100% guarantee. You heard it here first, folks. Um, We'll be back again next week for some more tips for you to be a great dad and not just an average one. Mm.